Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is 93XRT. I'm Lynn Bramer. The voice of David Byrne is really part of WXRT's identity. Uh, The sound of XRT has followed the currents of his musical muse over the years. Now, one of the gifts of music is how we personalize it. This Must Be the Place, as many of you know, is the first song I chose when I started the morning show 26 years ago. His multimedia projects inspire us, and when he announces a grand tour and a new album, WXRT listeners get very focused. June 1st, 2nd, 3rd at the breathtaking Auditorium Theater. They are all sold out. We are joined now by the author of American Utopia, David Byrne. I can't believe it's all sold out, but I'll take your word for it. Well, it is a large, it is a large grand auditorium. I know, I know. I I looked it up. It's beautiful. It's a Louis Sullivan architectural project, I believe. So uh, it is, in a word, breathtaking. That's why I use the adjective. Uh, Now, the new album is called American Utopia. And I, I know you really don't need special sarcasm quotes around it. Even though some people might believe that it's inspired by Francois Voltaire, and this is the best of all possible worlds, but it's more inspired by stiff recording artist Ian Dury, isn't it? Uh, yes. Uh, at the same time that I started writing the songs, um, I was starting another project called Reasons to be Cheerful, which is a, the name of a song that he wrote, that Ian Dury wrote years ago during the Thatcher regime in uh, UK. Uh, that was also a kind of time where people were just feeling like, oh, everything's going wrong, it's hopeless, it's terrible. Uh, And he came out with a song, Reasons to be Cheerful, which tended to be more about uh, smoking a spliff. (laughs) (laughs) Reasons to be cheerful, one, two, three. Yes. (laughs) Mine is, my project's a little bit different. Mine is... uh, um, no, serious in a different way. Um, I, I, I've been collecting examples that I read about in newspapers, magazines, and elsewhere, or hear about firsthand. Um, things that I find inspiring, projects and initiatives that have been started and tried out in different places around the world, in the U.S. too, that have been tried and found to be successful. To me, that's really important. It's not just a good idea. It has to be something that's actually been tried and be successful. And to me, this is very encouraging that there's quite a lot of them. The longer I kind of work on this project, the more things I collect, um, you know, you start developing a radar for it, for the stuff. Uh, And it's not, it's hardly saying like, oh, everything's going to be okay. But it is saying that there are really great things going on out there that are successful that can be adopted in other places. Well, it really gives the feeling that the, the most important thing is, is you never give up. Yes, yes, yes. And I, am, I guess I'm trying to find examples to go, and here's why. 
look, this this person did something, this town did something, or this state or whatever did something, and it's working, and and we just need we can just do what they do. We yeah. don't, we don't need to uh, worry about it. Just copy what they did because it worked. Now, on the song, Everybody's Coming to My House, you sing, we're only tourists in this life, only tourists, but the view is nice, and we're never going to go back home. It's kind of an interesting take on our place on this planet and our uh, the ephemeral nature of, of life Yeah, itself. that is about the ephemeral nature that we're just passing through, that it is actually beautiful, and uh, and we can't go back to an earlier time. You we mean you don't want to go back and make it great again? You want to move forward and find something new and refreshing? Yeah, kind of. Yes, yes, yes. I want to, um, yes. I mean, you can't go backwards. You can't, really. Uh, you know what? The, the, although the title really has nothing to do with this, I, I can't help but conjure up an image of David Byrne poised at his home with an avalanche of guests coming, and and I'm wondering, is is David Byrne the sort of guy who uh, lives in a fortress of solitude, or are you the convivial host who says, come on in, I'll mix martinis, I have some cassoulet in the oven? I have done that. Um, not that often, but I have done that, and now I can kind of handle it, but years ago... Um I used to be much more socially awkward. I would have parties and invite people over to my house, and then I would go hide in the back room. <laughs> I remember. I remember. <laughs> well, you know, that... I had a New Year's Eve party, and, one, and I just snuck off to a back room and went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how long was it before some? Well, you know what the, the thing is: if you invite, somebody interest... discovered me eventually. Yeah. <laughs> if you invite interesting enough people, you know they don't even they don't even miss the host. That's right. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It wasn't for me. It was for them. <laughs> well, it's so great to have you on WXRT. And, uh, you know, I, I think back to your earliest beginnings and, um, you know, here and at a radio station I worked at. I'm not sure how many people, younger listeners uh, listening to us talk right now, realize the extent to which when Talking Heads 77 first came out, that the band... Uh, especially in the radio community, was reviled that I remember program directors saying, no one will ever play this. This is the strangest thing that I've ever heard. I remember seeing you guys open up for the Good Rats in Albany, New York. Oh, yeah. And it was at Page Hall, and the Good Rats fans didn't know what to make of Talking Heads. It must have been one of your first tours. and there was an odd pairing, too, yeah. Yeah, Talking Heads, the Good Rats, a band from Long Island. And their fans were tossing rubber rats. I guess that's something that they did on the stage. And I remember Tina being uh, taken aback and maybe even terrified at what was going on. And it makes me wonder, where did you find the reserve to say, don't worry, it's going to be okay, let's keep going? Um, well, yeah, good. that's a good question. I asked myself that about... Uh Lots of writers, artists, musicians, whatever, and go. How do you? Yeah, you know, how do you? In the face of maybe initial rejection, how how do you keep going? We had um, maybe not an an instantly large acceptance or following, but we had a small one that kept growing. It didn't shrink when I mean, it didn't stop. It just grew very very slowly. Um, 
which it, it turns out was very healthy because it meant that as it grew, we could adapt and get used to it. But it, it kept growing very slowly, so that was encouraging. That even when we would, whatever, we're opening for the good rats, which was kind of probably an inappropriate billing. Jimi Hendrix and the Monkees comes to mind. Yes. And we, yes, exactly. <laughs> you just go, um, yeah. So, but, yeah, we just kept going at it and go, okay, maybe that was not a good idea. But we just keep going. We keep, we'll go on and, and some people like maybe you and some other people maybe saw the show and thought hey that was kind of interesting <laughs> no there were there there was a ferocious following and uh, a few years later you're headlining huge places you're recording stop making sense and one of the interesting things i hear about the new tour and i get a sense of it having seen you on Stephen colbert is that in the tide of, of the music business where people are saying, economize, why don't you go do a solo acoustic tour? You're saying, let's do the broad gesture. Let's bring everybody out on tour. Yeah, it's a big, it was a big risk. Um, it's a big risk. But look, but look uh, I, I, I'd heard from the booking agent who was saying, like, David, I think there's a demand for your, your music and performance now. And... So I thought, okay, I'm going to splurge. <laughs> I'm going to spend the money and develop something that really gives people their money's worth and can, and for me allows me to do something that I might have dreamed of doing for a long time. Uh, that it might be kind of expensive to get it up, to get it together, but I kind of feel that uh, yeah. Although people are saying economize, I feel like at the same time, um, live music means maybe more more to audiences now than it ever did. And performers need to kind of, uh, they need to acknowledge that. They need to kind of, yeah, give something extraordinary to to their audience and to their fans. Um, because that's, yeah, that's really how they, they get over a lot of times now. Now, when you conceive of a band that includes if I'm not mistaken, six drummers. Uh, are, are you working this on yourself? Or, uh, you know, I get the feeling that, that planning a tour and planning who's going to be in your band is a little bit like having a kid and saying, we don't want any advice on naming the kid. Don't give us any advice on naming the kid. We'll name the kid. Same thing as putting a band together and the size of it and the shape of it, that you you don't want interference, or do you have people tap you on the shoulder and go, couldn't four drummers do the job of six? <laughs> it's uh i'm very cost con cost cost conscious so uh i went to the percussionist that i'd worked with for a long time and said uh mauro how, how many folks would it take to do this and he came back with five or six so i said okay okay i'll take that to the production manager and and to my accountant and we'll figure out if that's doable and if, if this is not, you know, if it's not financially, if this is going to break the bank, I don't want to lose money. I want to make some money you know, when I'm going out here. Um, and it turned out that it, it, we can make it work. We can make it work. We're not carrying any sets. Um, we're, I mean, the stage is completely empty. We're kind of, it's, it's not a cheap show, but it, it, it's very, very simple. Uh, but sometimes simple is really hard. 
Yeah, well, the Stephen Colbert show, it was, you know, I don't know how you choreographed that performance in the limited <laughs> oh, time. Cause here's how. We were in, uh, <clears throat> we were doing a show in Connecticut, and during the sound check, we put tape on the stage in the shape of Colbert's set. Like, we put a little square of tape and go, this is Stephen's desk. This water bottle is Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just put two, you know, like folding chairs. These are the guest seats. This is where his band is. Uh, and, and we just kind of figured it out from there. So that when we got into the real thing, it was like, okay, we have this all figured out now. <laughs> we know we know exactly how many steps it takes to get from the desk to the audience to the to where the band is. Well, I guess this this proves this is not your first rodeo. <laughs> You've <laughs> yeah. done things like this before. Now you're you're coming to the auditorium theater. Everybody's very excited and. Uh, I, I, I guess I should ask you, we're going to hear David Byrne solo, we're going to he- hear David Byrne from the past, we're going to hear a cross-section of material across the many ages of David Byrne. This is true. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, from going way back to present day. Uh, beautiful. Well, we're all very excited. We're, we're loving the new album. And before I let you go, this city, Chicago, brags all the time till we're, till we're nearly sick of it that it is a great bicycle city and i want to know from an expert how do we stack up <laughs> it's a big city i you know i it is um no it's gotten a lot better than it used to be yes uh one year when i was there on tour i think uh, the drummer and i decided we would bike from downtown where we were staying out to uh, where the Frank Lloyd Wright houses are. Oh, in Oak Park, yeah. In Oak Park, which is kind of a long ride. That's kind of a long ride. Everybody listening right now. And and it was maybe in the fall and it's Chicago, so it got kind of cold. Maybe it snowed partway there. Uh, So we took a train back. But (laughs) it was a really interesting ride. You kind of, because Chicago has so many different neighborhoods. It's like... um, which it's like an onion or something. You're going through all as you, as you're heading out to Oak Park, you're passing through all these different neighborhoods. Uh, there's a Polish neighborhood. There's a Latin neighborhood. There's you know projects. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's a fancy neighborhood. There's this and that. Yeah, it was really uh, really interesting ride, but it was kind of long. <laughs> kind of long, but you know what? I think that's the way you want to see the world. It was great. Yeah, peeling you, peeling back the, un- the layers of the otherwise. onion. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, you wouldn't see that otherwise. Here in the city that was named after the onion. David Byrne, it's a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> I, I can't think of tomorrow when it's so far away. We dance like this because it feels so damn good from the new album. <laughs> and everybody's coming uh, to David Byrne's place, Auditorium Theater, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Uh, really a pleasure to talk to you after all these years, David. Good to talk to you. Uh, David Byrne on 93XRT. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.